Hey everyone, welcome to the Hometown Fresh podcast, the show that talks all things grocery, customer service, career development, and more. I'm Gracie, social media coordinator for Harps Food Stores, and today we'll be hearing from our vice president of bakery deli operations, Heidi Hale, as we uncover some horror stories and heartfelt experiences that she has experienced while working for our Harps Bakery Deli for the last 26 years. Heidi is the mastermind behind cake decorating, baked goods, Martha Harp specials, and everything in between. How are you today, Heidi? I'm great, Gracie. Good. Did you have a good week? I did have a good week. Yeah, I spent um, a lot of the week on the road visiting stores and and some of my other support staff who aren't stationed here in Northwest Arkansas. It was a good week. Awesome. Well, do you have anything fun planned for this weekend? This weekend... I am probably just going to do whatever my 12-year-old wants to do. Yeah. That's, has he made any plans known um, to you? Or? He has. This morning on the way to school, he let me know that he wants to go to Hobby Lobby. Oh. And he's a crafty kid. Fun. So he's right now working on some crochet projects. Fun. And he wants to go get some yarn. That so is awesome. That'll be part of it. What's mm-hmm. he working on crocheting? I love crocheting too. Do you? Yeah. Um, he is just right now working on just different pattern styles mm-hmm. and making like little blocks. But um, he's a new crochet artist. Yeah. So we'll see. So do you crochet? No. 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 I can make like a scarf uh-huh. on a loom, but I can't just freehand yeah. crochet. Like I don't know how to start the knots or anything like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we need to have a crochet party sometime. Yeah, I guess we could. Uh, I grew up doing that with my mom. We would watch Dateline and we would crochet together. Okay. <laughs> so. Now you and I can watch Dateline anytime because yes. I'm a huge Amazing. true crime junkie. You know, yes. I think I could do the job. Uh, is it Keith Morrison? Yes. I think I could do his voice at this point. Wow. Like I could do the narration. That's, <laughs> that's a strong statement. That's a story for another time. Yeah. It's a bold statement, but I stand behind it. Um, so let's just start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've worked in the grocery industry. This is my 26th year in the grocery business, mm-hmm. and all of my grocery experience is with Harps Food Stores. I'm originally from Fort Smith, Arkansas, just an hour south of here. A lot of my family is in Fort Smith, my parents. Um, I still have a grandmother who lives in Van Buren down there close to Fort Smith. And awesome. I met my husband um, working at Harps. Um, we both worked over at the store on Crossover, and he is originally from Miami, but I met him when he moved to Northwest Arkansas, and we got married and have a little boy named James, and mm-hmm. now we live in Rogers, and most of our life is James, Harps, yeah. um, and true crime. No, awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your background in regards to your career. Did you start off in a different industry and then move over? Well, I didn't. I wish I could say that I had, you know, this groundbreaking career change and and decided I wanted to go into grocery, but it really wasn't like that for me. I Mm -hmm. graduated high school in 1994, and I began working in a restaurant in Fort Smith and um, was going to the University of Fort Smith down in Fort Smith and working in that restaurant, and I loved working in a restaurant. I loved working with food. I've always enjoyed working with food. Even when I was a kid, I loved cooking and baking and just creating in the kitchen. And it was a family owned restaurant. And so um, there was a lot of drama involved in that family owned restaurant. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. There always is. I've worked for family owned restaurants before. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. And so at some point I thought, you know, I'm going to try something different. And I applied for a job at what 
was a price cutter owned by Harps Mm -hmm. in Fort Smith and started working there in 1997. And that was the end of that. Just took off. Yeah. That's awesome. Been here ever since. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Really worked your way up the ladder. That's cool. I did. Yeah. That's, that's a big part of what I call like my Harps testimony. Yeah. And what I like to share with, you know, younger people that come on board in Bakery Deli is just that, like, I started as a deli clerk packaging potato salad. Wow. And shortly into that, I became an assistant manager. And then um, at that time, I really didn't know anything about baking or making donuts or cake decorating. Mm -hmm. But I then moved over into a department that had bakery and deli combined and um, started learning more about it. And then I had the opportunity to move to Northwest Arkansas in 2001. And that's when I really learned about bakery and cake decorating and things like that. And I I was by that time a manager for Harps and mm-hmm. really I've just stuck with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Go for with it. Some of these questions. Let's do it. I sent you a list of questions beforehand so mm-hmm. you could kind of be prepared. And then I texted some people and asked what questions they had. So you will be unprepared for those. Yeah. A little uh, nervous. But they're, they're some good ones. They're funny. Okay. What are some common complaints that you receive in the bakery deli department that most people wouldn't guess would be an issue? Okay. Common complaints, you know, just basic stuff. I, I, you know, normal things that we can control. We get a lot of complaints and I don't really think of them as complaints. In fact, I save every one of them and I Mm -hmm. call those concerns because I need the customers to tell me when there's an issue so that we can address it. Yeah. But probably the complaint that surprises me more than anything that I'm just always sitting here going, really, we're going to, we're going to complain about this <laughs> is gravy. Um, really? We get more complaints on gravy than anything else really. And we've always kind of joked about it. You know, whatever you do, don't change the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so people complaining about they didn't like how the gravy was from the deli or just... Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. just that simple. Like we have a gravy that we use. Like if we're building a store from the ground up, yeah, we will put a gravy that we use in that store. But if we purchase a store and they use a particular type of gravy, don't we just know it. that that's one thing we just don't ever change. Don't change the gravy wow. at Harps. I feel yeah. like I need that on like a throw pillow or something. Well, and I think what's so surprising to me about the gravy is that... In my household, my husband is from Miami, and he could care less about gravy. Don't put it on his food. He's not eating a biscuit with gravy. That's just not his thing. Uh, so to get complaints about gravy mm-hmm. just always kind of shocks me, you know. No. But I've always said, like in Bakery Deli, we have the power to make or break someone's day. Yeah. Um, because if you don't have a donut, if you are out of sprinkled donuts, <laughs> you are going to crush someone's day. Oh, so it's, for sure. It's really... You wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal, but it can be a big deal to someone. Oh you know? yeah, for especially in the South. Especially gravy in the South, gravy is a big. staple. Yeah, you got to have it. Uh huh. Nobody ever touches a gravy at my house except my mom. Really? I, I, yeah, I've attempted it. My dad's attempted it. I just feel like none of us can ever do it as I good get as it. her. Yeah. She makes amazing sausage gravy, but it's like don't don't touch it. Yeah, that's just a mom. That's a mom's job. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. What's the most bizarre interaction you've ever had while working in this industry? And what about in the stores? You know, we work with people and we work with people, whether we're working with them side by side and they're our associates or we're working with people like customers, 
you know, people from the community. Yeah. And I don't know that there's been something absolutely bizarre that just strikes me, but we've definitely had some interactions, you know, okay, yeah. um, one that, you know, it's, it's always funny to me, like you, you can see a different side of people inside a grocery store. Yeah. And I always find that very funny that you might have a customer in the community that you might hold a certain perception of, but once they're in the store, it's like no more secrets. Like yeah. you just saw how they really are. And so that, that to me, you know, I just always stick with it. Like yeah. how you act in the grocery store says a lot about you. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Especially in small town USA, That's which right. is where most of our stores are. That's right. Yeah. Even back home, like especially in the harps, you see, you know, your pastor, your people you went to school with, family members, you just, you see all of them. Yes. And so you really, it's an emotional thing. You have to compose yourself and be prepared to a hundred percent go out. And, and you just, what you just said, you know, a pastor mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I witnessed, to be honest, my pastor act completely different inside the grocery store oh, and no. it, it changed it changed where I went to church yeah. you know so um you just you just sometimes see a different side of everyone inside yeah. the grocery store and just like you said we are in small town America mm-hmm. I mean northwest Arkansas is large but everybody knows everybody and yes. it's the same way in Fort Smith where I'm from everybody knows everybody yes so very true I run into people here in Fayetteville or Springdale that I went to high school with in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Yeah. And it's wild to me. Sure. Like, it's just a weird experience. Right. I didn't know you were from Mountain Home. Yes. Yeah, that's where I've been this week, Mountain Home. Really? Yeah. I mm-hmm. love it there. I do it's too. It's a little hidden gem. It is. I lived there during my time at Harps. I moved to Mountain Home and lived for a year. Did you really? Yeah, I did. My, the only drawback for me is that there is no Target. But That's true. <laughs> That's been one thing that's been an issue for me when I moved over here because I was used to we had like a TJ Maxx and like a rack room shoes and that was about it. Um, And so I never had a problem. And then I came here and was like, oh, Target is legit. Yes. Like the hype is real. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Um, So I have to control myself a little bit there. But somebody that I asked wants to know, Mm -hmm. what do we do with leftover cakes or deli items that don't get sold? That's a great question. Bakery goods, we donate. We find or we partner with a local food bank and we will donate cakes that aren't sold to a food bank. Deli items, unfortunately, go in the trash. Uh, A baked good, you know, you may not want to eat a cake after its expiration date because eventually it will get dry or stale, but you're probably not going to get sick from a baked good. Deli is completely different. Yeah. You know, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Because of foodborne illnesses, we have to throw the deli items away, but baked goods, we donate. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They will be glad to hear that. Yes. (laughs) What's something crazy and completely out of left field that a customer has asked to order that we definitely don't sell and never have? Well, we have been asked numerous times, like, to, I don't know that it's out of left field, but we don't sell our ingredients. Like, you can't go to the bakery counter. And purchase our icing. You can't go to the bakery counter and purchase a loaf of raw dough. You know, like we do still mix some things, but a lot, a lot of grocery store bakeries like Harps will use a frozen dough mm-hmm. and then we proof it and bake it, slice it and package it. But we can't sell you a loaf of raw, raw dough. Um, okay. So that you can take it home. But but we've been asked for it. And we get asked for ingredients all the time. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. funny because actually some of the questions that people asked me when I was, you know, surveying and seeing what people wanted to know was, will we sell sourdough starter to people? <laughs> and have we ever had anyone ask for just icing, like come to the bakery and just order icing? And you're like, ah. <laughs> 100%. Yes. And if we you, don't do that? No. If you okay. asked me for, you know, can you sell me a shot of icing, you know, just a small amount that I can like eat? Like a sample. I would do that. All right. Sure. But I'm not going to sell you a a container of icing, like a pound of icing or, a, yeah. you know, no. Yeah. That's hilarious. And we get asked for it all the time. We have really good icing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So follow-up question. This isn't written down until later down the line, but I did have someone ask me, have you ever had someone unsatisfied with their cake and try to decorate it themselves? Like take the icing tube and just try to be like, let me do it. Yes. yes. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. And gosh, fact, you may not know this, but you and I had a customer that was unhappy with their cake last weekend and they posted oh. the cake on social media. Remember this one? With oh, the, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that customer picked up the cake and was not happy mm-hmm. with the way it looked. And she then took it home and added her own decor. Yeah. And she did just that. Opened a can and started like trying to splatter it onto the cake. And yeah. They were kind of going for a retro design. And yeah. to be honest with you, I told her, you know, you did a really great job. She did. I, mean, the end I was result, impressed. The end result was better than... Our result. Yeah. So she did good. But we've never had anyone like at the counter try to take a tube from a worker or anything. Oh, you're no, making a face. No, we no. haven't <laughs> had anyone do that. But I will tell you kind of a fun, heartwarming story. Okay. You may not have met him, but Roger Collins, president of Harps. Oh, yeah. Before I've Kim. heard stories. Yeah. Yes. Great guy. His wife, Marilyn Collins, was a big fan of Harps Bakery. And she loved our cakes. And I recall one time where she went into the bakery and the clerk at the counter did not feel comfortable with writing on the cake because she didn't, you know, she was afraid that it wasn't going to look good. Yeah. And Marilyn said, give me the bag. I'll do it. And she sure did. So, you know, we do have that where, you know, Mm -hmm. customers will say, I think I can do that. And they'll try to write on it. Yeah. We would let you do that. Sure. I think most customers realize when they grab the bag, it's not nearly as easy no. as what it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always really impressed when I watch them do it. And some of them just fly through it and yes. it looks phenomenal. Yep. I'm like, wow. Yes. Yeah, it's extremely hard. It, it's a it's a talent for sure. Yeah. What's the most expensive order you've ever seen come through our bakery or deli? The most expensive cake that I specifically got to help with was a wedding cake that we produced and it was I want to say it was eight or nine layers of cake oh and wait then, like tiers or tiers. just layers no tiers I'm oh. sorry yeah so like an eight or nine tiered cake golly and we made the cake and the customer wanted each tier completely covered in gum paste flowers so we're gonna learn about gum paste because yes, I, I see me. the wheels spinning okay <laughs> you have fondant Okay, fondant is, you know, the hard kind of tacky. Malleable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, mold it icing. And then you have, you know, buttercream, which is what we typically would decorate a cake with. And then you have gum paste. And gum paste is created out of a material that when it gets, when it, when it dries, it's very hard and crackly. Mm -hmm. But we like to use it for flowers because, 
you can adhere them to the cake without them breaking or mm-hmm. like icing, melting. You know, they're not going to melt. But generally, you're not going to eat a gum paste flour. Right. The other thing is we don't make them in our bakeries. We order them, and they're extremely expensive. So this customer wanted the entire cake, like no room, no icing showing the entire cake covered in gum paste flowers. Oh, wow. And then we delivered it to Embassy Suites. Um, me and the decorator actually went, and the decorator at the time, his name was Jeff, he put the cake together on site, and we stayed until the reception because once it was covered in gum paste flowers, it was so heavy, we worried that it could it could possibly topple over. Yeah. But that cake was really, really expensive because of the flowers. And forgive me, I don't remember the exact amount, uh-huh. but that is the most expensive order I personally helped with. Um, but, you know, we, we get big orders all the time. In fact, next Tuesday, we're working on a cookie order down in Benton, Arkansas, and the cookie order is close to $4,000. Good um, night. It's, it's for iced sugar cookies, uh-huh. and they've ordered a lot of cookies, and the order's about $4,000. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so you you think that there's orders that have been above that even? Oh, yeah. The cake that we did was, was over $4,000. Yes. I yeah. cannot even imagine. It's just cake, right? It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Has there ever been a time where an employee delivered a product to a customer that did not align with our company values, and how did you handle it? Well, we have. Um, you know, we do have policies in place to kind of prevent these things, but sometimes there's some gray, you know, uh-huh. there's black and there's white, and then sometimes there's some gray. And in an effort to please the customer, sometimes we tiptoed too far into the gray. And we don't today reproduce a cake with private body parts. Right. <laughs> we typically wouldn't write on a cake where we've used any type of cuss words. Okay. But there have been times where we have skirted around that policy and then had to go back and address it with the cake decorator and just explain that, mm-hmm. you know, if it comes out of a Harps box, Harps is a family business and, and we want our, our cakes to represent, you know, those kind of guidelines. And so we just address it with the decorator. and Yeah. yeah but typically... The decorators already know, right? They like, do. Yeah. They do know. Um, they do know typically. Yeah. But you are going to have new decorators. And like I said, I mean, most times when we've run into that issue, it's not that they didn't know. It's just really hard sometimes when you're in a business where customer service is first. We yeah. always want to make our customer happy. And mm-hmm. so sometimes telling the customer no or I can't do that doesn't align with our mission to customer service. Yeah. And so we have had issues, but <laughs> you know, if the intention was just to make the customer happy, then we address it with the decorator, but we wouldn't come down too hard on them for that because yeah. I've been there. You know, I know when it's been hard to tell a customer no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hear that, ladies and gents. If you're having a bachelor or bachelorette party soon, you will have to make your own cakes probably. That's right. Yeah. Um, I did have a review one time where a lady was very angry. It was all caps. Um, she wanted a very vulgar um, sentence written mm-hmm. on the cake, mm-hmm. and she put the sentence in the review. And I read it, and I was like, oh, mercy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just... And she was, like, mad that they wouldn't put it on the cake. And I was like, this is a family business. That's right. Yeah, um, and once the cake leaves the bakery, I really have no control over that. Right. But yeah. pictures are on social media. You mm-hmm. know, the things get shared. And so we're even sometimes cautious with innuendos. 
You right. know, you just have to be really careful. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Tell me about a bakery order gone wrong. So the worst of the worst. Oh, well, <laughs> I can only, you know, there's been a lot, but when an order has made me cry, mm-hmm. it's generally not an order that I'm ever going to forget. Right. So probably the order that to me was the worst of the worst. And it's not that the order was bad. It's not that the order itself went bad. It's that we delivered a cake and we didn't know exactly where we were delivering it to. Oh. And and I was in charge of the delivery. And when I loaded up the cake, it was a six-tiered green variegated cake. So the top tier was light green. The bottom tier was a real dark green. Okay. And it was a very simple design. And a lot of times what our customers don't realize is that real simple designs are often a lot harder to create. Interesting. You know, if we're using like a lot of icing, we can cover up our mechanics. But if the cake is iced real bare or real basic, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So I'm delivering a six tier variegated green cake and I take off in the car and it's summertime, which doesn't help. It's still <laughs> icing, so yeah. it's going to melt. And when I got to the venue, the venue, the barn is what they called it, was down a huge valley and it was a dirt gravel road with deep ruts. Oh, and no. I realized right then there's no way I could get that cake down uh-huh. that hill in one piece. And so I had to park the vehicle and walk down the hill and find someone to help me. And it just so happened that I ran into the father of the bride and his brother. And by this time, I am in tears. You know, uh-huh. this is this is a wedding cake, and a lot of people just think it's cake. It's not a big deal. But to a bride... It's a huge deal. It really comes down to the dress and the cake. Yeah. That's really all she cares about. And so we have to make sure that we can get this cake down there. Mm-hmm. And the dad got into the driver's seat, and his brother crawled into the back of my car and braced the cake mm-hmm. and the father of the bride with me in the passenger seat drove the cake down the hill and Ugh. once we got it down there I was good but I was crying the whole time sure you're sweating it was, I was yeah. sweating yeah it was it was a very nerve-wracking moment so that that experience is always top of my list wow yeah what's the weirdest cake order you've ever received oh weirdest I yeah. don't know like I'd have to think about that. I don't know that I have anything weird, but we get requests for just things that typically I may not eat, you know, animals to me. Like I understand animals are cute, but, you know, a cake in the shape of a hedgehog or, you know, a fox or random ideas. Yeah, I don't know that that's something I want to necessarily eat. But yeah, we get requests for all sorts of things, turtles and I mean, just anything customers dream up, it's going on a cake. Oh my gosh. I saw, so we have a group on Facebook with the Bakery Deli Mm -hmm. um, Associates and I scroll through there every once in a while. And one of our bakery associates made a possum cake. Yes. And I was like, I'm sorry, but what event, like, what is this for? I think she answered. I don't remember. Someone's kid had a pet possum, and yes. so they wanted a possum on their birthday cake. But I was like, that's just random. Random. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like that. We have all sorts of animals. You know, we, we have a, a function in Grove that we help with every year, and the theme is always lobster. So we have created <laughs> lobster cakes as big as this desk. I mean, just enormous oh, lobster cakes, you know, six foot long and we get a lot of requests like that. Just wow. anything the customer dreams up, 
If we have the ability, we'll put it on a cake. I cannot imagine the work that goes into a like a six foot lobster cake. It's a lot of work. It's crazy. It's not just work on the cake. Like you have to find a board to put the cake on. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how is this cake going to be transported. There's a lot that goes into it. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's the funniest mistake you've ever seen on a cake order? I feel like I, you already know. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of misspellings. We see a lot of misspellings. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all sorts of like cake wrecks that take place. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's just somebody who tried to create a cake that they were not prepared to create. Like yeah. this is not, they shouldn't have attempted this. But the misspellings, we have a lot of, of misspellings. You know, I've done it myself. Instead of birthday, I left out an H. Birthday. And just, it just birthday. <laughs> you know. It's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like I've done that before too. Yeah. I actually recall the, I think Brittany told me about the Cheez-It cake. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I feel like that is peak in my mind. Hilarious. That we wrote happy birthday Cheez-It instead of happy birthday Jesus. Not well, was it happy birthday? Or something of that nature. Like at at Christmas specifically, we get a lot of orders for happy birthday Jesus. And I think that was what happened. Yeah, That's funny, (laughs) happy birthday Jesus. No, so I think it was some kid just loved Cheez-Its. And their parents said, what kind of birthday cake do you want? They said, Cheez-Its. And so they ordered it over the phone, said, yeah, he wants a Cheez-It cake, and then showed up and it was... Jesus oh, with gotcha. his arms out on a cake. Okay. And they were like, what is? And so then they put Jesus in both hands, Jesus's pants. I don't know. I think that was the miscommunication, but that always cracks me up. It's a great story. I would love to see the cake. I'm not sure. I'm sure it's not on our website. I don't remember. No. <laughs> Very, um, that's, that's quick, you know? Yeah. Quick, quick fix. Yeah. I think Brittany has it on Facebook somewhere. I could probably have her find I'd love it to and see show it. you. Have you ever dropped a cake by accident after decorating it? Of course. <laughs> yes. yes. Is that always just heartbreaking? It is heartbreaking. Um, dropped a cake. Somebody else has dropped my cake. I'll tell you, you know, one of the stories that comes to mind. I mean, we we work in the bakery. I mean, the ovens are always going. Things are in the oven. Things burn. But when I worked at the store on Crossover, we baked our own cheesecake. And mm-hmm. cheesecakes, you know, are easy enough to make. But when you're making 60 of them at one time, and then just the sheer expense in making that many cheesecakes. Like we we had an oven full of cheesecakes. And in the bakery, your oven has a knob that, you know, if the timer goes off, you just turn the knob. Well, the rule was you had to turn the knob directly back on and the associate I was working with didn't flip the knob. And so the cheesecakes just kept baking and baking and baking and they burned. So yeah, we have a lot of stuff like that, like burning cookies, burning cakes and dropping cakes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. That is awful. Has anyone ever eaten most of the cake that they ordered and then brought it back saying something was misspelled? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Ate the cake. Ate, ate the, the whole cake. Thing. There's like a, a crumb and a piece of icing. Sure. Ate the cake. <laughs> and then, yes, it wasn't spelled correctly or it was the wrong flavor. It was the wrong icing or something. Mm. And yes, they'll bring it back. And, you know, our policy is real simple in my head. If the customer's not happy, we want to make them happy. And so um, we're not going to argue with, with something like that. So. Even if they eat the whole thing and they're like, this was disgusting. And they bring it back. Well, I certainly don't want to start that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but again, I just want all of my customers to be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good policy to have. Yeah. 
What is the strangest event that you have ever made a cake for? Well, strangest event. Mercy. We've made event cakes. What the event was for is completely escaping me at this moment. But when I worked at the bakery just across the street here by our home office, the cake decorator made a cake that was the shape of a cougar. Oh. And it was almost like life size. I mean, it was a big cake (laughs) in the shape of a cougar. Interesting. And forgive me, but I almost feel like as I talk about this, the memories coming back, it was for a woman's birthday and she was celebrating like her cougar years. <laughs> I know. And so she wanted like a cougar cake. But, you know, it's funny that people always go to animal shaped cakes. It's mm-hmm. those are always the crazy ones, you know, or the events that, you know, you're just shaking your head. You know? Yeah. But that's funny. Mm-hmm. So on that note, have you ever made a happy divorce cake? In general, or even for a previous bride that you made a wedding cake for? That was a question from somebody that submitted it. Wow. Yeah. I haven't, but I'm going to bet we have. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm almost 100% positive that a bakery has made a happy divorce or good riddance cake. Good riddance. Yeah. Oh, I have happy seen Happy trails. Of yeah. Happy trails. Yeah. That's funny. What's the weirdest milestone you've ever seen celebrated? Ooh, I don't know about that one either. These questions are good. They are good. People were sending them in and I was like, gosh, I didn't even think about that. I haven't thought about a milestone. You know, we have the pleasure of making a lot of cakes for people who reach big birthdays, Mm -hmm. you know, 100 year birthdays. I mean, those are big milestones, but crazy milestone I'm not sure about. So I have seen, I'm going to trail off a little bit. You're good. um, But I have seen on social media, people will like in a new relationship They'll get their significant other a cake and it'll say like first fart <laughs> or something. <laughs> Have you seen those? I haven't seen those. But, yeah. Like um, first time they farted in front of each other. It's like, here's a cake. Like we're celebrating. You know what I mean? Yes. I haven't seen those, but probably about five years ago, um, a decorator in Northwest Arkansas started making like Valentine cakes and cookies mm-hmm. that had the wrong message. You know, like, you know, just funny, happy Valentine's, by the way, you suck messages, you know, those, those types of things. And it's almost like anti-Valentine cakes and cookies, but they're really fun. And every year it seems like, you know, more and more decorators kind of gravitate to that. Like I wouldn't demand or ask or request that the stores do it, but if stores do make things like that, I do think that there's customers that find those things very, very funny. Yeah. And so what, I, for, I enjoy them for Valentine's or... For like single people exactly. celebrating Valentine's yeah. or having like a girl's party or... Well, or even, you know, my own husband and I, I mean, it's rare that I'm going to buy him a Valentine card that's real mushy. Right. So yeah. if I found a cookie and it said something like that, I, I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be funny. That's awesome. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely a demographic for it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend ask, how does the photo printing on top of the cakes work? She's very curious. Yeah, that's a great question. It works just like any other printer, except that the dye is edible or the ink is edible and the paper is made out of rice paper. So just like if you're making kind of the same texture, if you're making like spring rolls, like rice paper, it's made out of rice paper and starch and sugar and It just runs through a printer just like any other paper. 
Oh, wow. Yep. Cool. So very simple. It is. It is really simple. One thing, not to trail off here, but we do get some concerned customers regarding pictures and images that we will scan or print. And so we can't print anything that's copyright or has a copyright. At the same time, we generally will always ask the customer to bring the picture. Like, bring me the picture and let me scan it and then give it back to you. Mm -hmm. We don't want customers texting our cake decorators or emailing the decorators pictures and that's something that is hard again um, for us to convey to the customer because it's so easy you know the decorator's there and she'll say just text me but we really don't want that going on between decorators and our customers right Mm -hmm. for sure what if someone orders a cake and it doesn't come out like the photo that they showed you so like the example will harps make them another one and if so do they get to keep both the failed attempt and the new one I would say we don't have like strict policy saying if this happens, do this. But I will tell you, we're not going to use the cake. That does happen. I'll give you an example. Like if you bring me a picture and you want me to scan that onto a cake, customers, we have whipped icing and we have buttercream icing. Mm -hmm. Whipped icing has a higher water content. And so when you put an image on that cake, Sometimes the picture is diluted. Mm -hmm. And so red now looks pink or blue now looks gray. And so sometimes those pictures just aren't as good. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we try to tell the customer beforehand, you know, if you want this on whipped, just know that your picture quality is not going to be as good. Yeah. Um, I would, I would direct you to order buttercream, but we've had, sure. We've had pictures come out and it looks awful. (laughs) So, yeah. Here's an interesting one that was also submitted. There's a farmer's almanac that predicts weather, right? Is there a cake almanac that predicts trends for graduation cakes, wedding cakes? Oh, that's a great question. No, but we would love a copy of that. Um, (laughs) We do, like, we look especially at color of the year. You know, Mm -hmm. what is the color of the year going to be? As much as we don't like Pinterest and the way it has shaped our bakeries, Really? We look at Pinterest and just see like what the trends are, like what's coming up, what are people going to gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Pinterest, when you see someone coming, oh, with their cell phone out, you know this order's <laughs> fixing to be special. That's usually me. Is that you, usually, Gracie? Yes. You're the Pinterest customer? I am a Pinterest addict. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. I am too. I love it. I love Pinterest. I love like looking at recipes and cakes. I saw a picture of a cake just yesterday and the cake was iced entirely in black and then the the flowers on the cake were like bright pink and all shades of red and pink and I love the contrast Mm -hmm. and I love that design the bride would not like having gray teeth in all of her wedding portraits Um, so sometimes those cakes look really cool but they may not be practical So is that something you have to warn brides of? Yes. Like all the time? (laughs) Yes. There are, I don't typically do a lot of consultations anymore, Mm -hmm. but I always felt like it was my responsibility to warn the bride, you know, this design's really cool, but you're going to have gray teeth. Mm -hmm. One of the questions I would always ask the bride is, are you planning on wearing a white dress? And if you (laughs) are, you probably don't want an ivory cake. Yeah. You know, because in your portraits... That ivory cake might make your dress look dirty. Yeah. You know, so just some things like that that 
brides kind of have an image of what they're after. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those ideas may not be real practical. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. Yep. So I want to talk a little bit about the evolution of cake decorating over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, So specifically what it has looked like for harps. Is there anything that sticks out to you as a major change or development in the way we do things? I don't know that there's anything major except that, you know, just the style of cakes have changed. When I was a kid, I loved going to a local bakery in Fort Smith. In fact, one of the bakeries is still down there, Paul's Bakery in Van Buren. And I loved going in there and looking at the cakes and the roses on the cake were just so big and fluffy and usually pastel. Uh And today our cakes don't look like that. You know, you, you just don't see a lot of big flowers and the pastel colors. And one thing that changed about cakes that I don't think a lot of customers realize how it affected cakes is the change in using hydrogenated soybean oil. So that is, I know, we're going to get real scientific (laughs) here. Yeah, please. Okay, hydrogenated soybean oil, or in essence, shortening, allowed you to make icing that was really stiff because it it held the air, it held the particles. But now, as there's been restrictions on the ingredients that we can use, we see icings that are made with more palm oils or other types of oils. And those don't allow the same structure as what we saw 20 years ago. So the ingredients have changed, which has changed the design of the cakes. And so when you walk into the bakeries today, you don't see roses that are just enormous and fluffy and those pastel colors. And a lot of that is because the icing doesn't allow us to make those big roses anymore. Yeah. So that's a change. So is that just the kind of icing specifically that we have been using? Like we changed it or it's the way the industry changed? And it's the way the industry changed. Yes. It's oh, okay. the way the industry changed and the way that, you know, there were government mandates mm-hmm. passed down restricting you from using certain ingredients. So it okay. changed. It changed the way things work. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I have a few more questions Go about bakery, mm-hmm. and then we're going to switch over to deli, and those oh. are some kind of fun questions, okay. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot more questions about the bakery than the deli, because people just want to know. They do. They, just, yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. So what kind of training do our cake decorators typically undergo in order to work in our stores? Well, we're always looking for cake decorators that come to us with experience. But one thing, like if you work in a store, you may not start out decorating cakes. You might start as bakery production or packaging or what we even call like closer. You know, you may you may work on just closing the bakery. But what we quickly do is have you start helping with icing cupcakes, doing kind of easier tasks. Mm-hmm. And from there, we can kind of evaluate what your own skill sets are. And if you're someone who picked up decorating cupcakes easy and quickly, then we'll start moving you somewhere else on the cake decorating side and have you start helping with some of our production work. Mm -hmm. But if it looks like you have someone or you're someone that could be a cake decorator, then your training would be either with an experienced cake decorator already in that shop, or we have three cake technicians at Harps, Danny, Joy, and Kristen, and they travel around and work with our decorators. Oh, wow. Yep. And then um, four times a year, 
and this has been hard, but four times a year we have cake seminars where we will bring decorators into a classroom and teach them you know, either some basic skills or sometimes we're just teaching you about product changes or packaging changes. And then sometimes we have classes with more experienced decorators where we'll teach them more experienced skill sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Last question for bakery mm-hmm. and then okay. we'll switch over. Do we have any major success stories with employees who have baked on an even more professional level after their time with Harps? After their time with Harps, I'm not sure about. But I don't know that you know this. We have cake decorators on our team today that are award winners. Wow. Um, Each year, the International Deli Dairy Bakery Association holds a convention, and we've had several decorators compete in that cake decorating competition. Mm -hmm. We've had decorators who have placed in the competition, and we've had decorators who walked away winning the competition. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is too. And of course, we've had decorators who moved away from Harps and perhaps opened their own bakery or decided to sell their own products. And I live with a principle, leave them better than you found them. Yeah. Whether that's the people I work with or even the job I hold, I just want to leave it better than I found it. And I believe if we helped you move on to something that's better for you, then that's a success for you and for me. You know, just I hate losing decorators. But of course, yeah. if you move on to something bigger and better for you, then go forth Good and for conquer. You. Exactly. Yeah. We even had a, a decorator compete on a TV show, too. That is we? correct. Danny Lane has um, competed on a TV show, uh, the Food Network Challenge. He and Rebecca decorated together um, and won, I believe, Halloween Wars or competed with Halloween Wars. Oh, or, wow. You know, they, they they did something. They were winners to me, regardless yeah. of what Food Network decided. Period. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Switching over to Delhi. Let's do and it. We're going to start off strong. Okay. Might catch you off guard. Has anyone ever lost a finger in the meat slicer? <laughs> that was a question that actually a few people submitted. And I was like, I didn't know this is such a huge thought in the forefront of people's minds. But they want to know. Well, that might be a question better for Lane Chastain, VP of Meat. Okay. Our slicers, they have not lost a finger. Have they lost a tip? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Close you're, enough. You're not going to like, you're not going to be able to, I mean, you're not going to be able to open the slicer wide enough to lose mm-hmm. an entire finger. She's <sighs> demonstrating. I almost, right feel like I, I almost feel like I'm jinxing this. I don't want anything oh, like this to ever happen. Sorry. But you definitely could lose a digit. I mean, yeah. lose a... Um, A section of your finger. Maybe your fingerprint. Yes. And I have told, (laughs) you know, every clerk that I have worked with just this, you know, especially if you're coming into the deli and you're a younger clerk, I will often say, you know, how old are you? And Mm -hmm. they'll tell me and I'll say, you know, your life's going to look really bad without, you know, your first finger. (laughs) So always use the saw correctly. And the biggest rule for us is when you're done you zero it back out. You always mm-hmm. turn the knob back to zero. But sure, we have we have accidents in the bakery deli. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I This is trailing off just a little bit, but when I used to work in restaurants, I waited tables. I worked at a Colton's mm-hmm. at one point, and I still know the roll recipe to this day, so I can make Colton's rolls. That's cool. But we had this massive mixer in the mm-hmm. back with the, what's the name of the like attachment? A hook, a hook mm-hmm. attachment, yes. Mm-hmm. 
And until I was 18, I was not allowed to That's right. use it because mm-hmm. they're like, if you stuck your arm in there and I'm like, who's sticking their arm in there? But, you know, people do crazy stuff all the time. They so. do. And it's not just the arm. It's not your arm. Like you have to be careful, like with the with the dough hooks, if you bent over into the bowl and perhaps your apron oh. got caught by the hook. Or I your mean, hair. Or- your hair, any number of things. And just like... At Colton's, you have to be 18 to work in the bakery deli for that reason. Yeah. You know, um, we just got to make sure everybody can use the knives properly and so on and so forth. It's it's there's some heavy equipment back there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever gotten mad and thrown food back at the deli workers? I don't know that I can recall where anyone's gotten <laughs> mad enough to throw the food back at us. Let's just hope that never, ever happens. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not speaking anything. Into, yeah. You know, these are just questions. Most of these are from my roommates and my yeah. family members, but there are other people. I think um, it's great that people are so interested in oh, yeah. the day-to-day of Bakery Deli. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had more questions than I even was able to think of. So I love it. It was good. Has anyone ever ordered just one custom chicken strip? Yes. <laughs> Wait, actually. You mean like a custom? Like fry my chicken strip fresh? I don't know. She said one custom chicken strip. I, I don't, don't I don't know that anyone's ever said fry me one chicken strip, but we have okay. customers all the time who just want one chicken strip. Really? Oh yes. Interesting. Yes. yes. Just one chicken strip or one piece of catfish or hey, I just want one. Hush puppy, you know, just one hush one puppy. of something. Sure. Goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. So has anyone ever asked you to like fry it extra or anything like mm, that? Not not fry it extra, but it's not uncommon for a customer to say, hey, I want you to fry or prepare this fresh. Like I get that you okay, have the food yeah. in the case, but I'll be there at five and I want mine fried fresh. But extra, I don't know that I've ever heard them say that. And okay. Yeah, I guess if they wanted it, we might do it, but oh, it might change the quality of whatever they're eating. Right, yeah. What's, this is, okay, this is another one. This is very random. What's the most insane amount of mashed potatoes anyone has ever ordered at a time? (laughs) I love this. Well, here's the thing. We cater, okay, so. Yeah. We've 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 scooped off or prepared hundreds of pounds of mashed potatoes at once. At once, but I'll tell you the craziest thing that I've ever prepared was an order for a hundred pounds of coleslaw. And the hundred re- yes, the reason why this sticks out so much in my mind is you know every order really just comes down to preparation. You know, and if you forget to place the order for coleslaw, the customer is still coming for coleslaw. Uh-huh. So you better figure this out, right? And so <laughs> me and one of my associates who is now a merchandiser, you know, on the team, Amber Griffin, we had to make coleslaw. And we made a lot of coleslaw. And we used the big mixer, the big dough yeah. hook mixer that you referred to all ago. So we're just back there shredding, cutting, mixing coleslaw. Yeah. Um, we get big Sling orders. Slinging slaw. Slinging slaw. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Mm-hmm. What's something that always sells out first in the deli department? Well, okra. Fried okra is a big oh, okay. deal, especially here in the South. So it goes quick. But we fry that stuff. You know, we can fry okra real quick. Um, but okra goes really fast. The small things, like, are you familiar with the Crispito? Like the Crispitos? I love Crispitos. I know. They're really good. They're so They're good. They're so good. Do we have them over at 119? Yes. 
Yes. Okay. Um, I have to do that for lunch. I know they're really good. But wow. those things sell fast, especially okay. at one point I worked at the store in Rogers and it's on your way to the lake and Crispitos are a big deal there. Mm-hmm. I mean, people come in and you'll just be out of Crispitos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions about pounds of things. Okay. Um, what's the most pounds of deli meat that we have ever sold to one customer at Ooh, one time? I don't know that I could answer that. I mean, again, you know, we sell a lot. We used to cater, and I'm, I'm sure they still do. Like, we would cater the Christmas parties or Thanksgiving meals for Honda and Fayetteville, and they would order lots of pounds of things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I have a set number, but we've sliced a lot of meat and cheese. Okay. Yeah. I also had someone ask, <laughs> just like this too, y'all got mac and cheese? I said, yes, we do have mac and cheese. How many pounds have you sold at one time? I was like, I probably a lot. It's probably the same answer of like it is. we cater and yeah, you know. we cater. So I don't know what the what the like a round number to say hundreds of, but we've sold a lot of mac and mm-hmm. cheese, a lot of mashed potatoes. That was actually uh, my roommate Allison, and she was like. Shout me out on the podcast. She said she's getting all of her baked goods from Harps for her wedding. In oh, May. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And great. She, she's number one Harps fan. She loves the buttercream icing. So I do too. Shout out to her. Yeah. Shout out to her for doing, <laughs> is she doing like a dessert bar? Uh, oh, I don't know. Like baked goods. Like, you know, typically you always have a cake, but mm-hmm. then a lot of brides will do like a dessert bar where you have pie and we've made banana pudding and cheesecake and all sorts of things yeah mm-hmm. i'm not sure i could probably ask her yeah. but she just said i'm getting all of my all of my baked goods from harps cool. so great anyways have, have you ever found any weird parts in the meat shipments i have i have Can we talk about that like weird parts like an odd body part yeah i don't know about but i have and this has been several several years ago okay i have found like shells, like oh, like egg shells. Well, no, like um, like a metal shell, like almost like a bullet shell. Oh, in, yes. I'll tell you a, a a crazy story that happened from one of our own bakeries. A customer picked up their cake, and there was a knife in the middle of it, <gasps> where the decorator had prepared the cake. And when she prepared the cake, somehow, some way, when she cut the cake, she left the knife. You know, oh, so no. things like that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pre-cut, pre-knifed. Yeah, it's ready to go. Get it just, straight from Harps. You just need a spatula. <laughs> okay. Has anyone ever jumped behind or on the counter at the deli in a rage? That was another question that somebody submitted. No, we have real, real good customers. They're just real yeah. calm. And yeah, we wouldn't have that, I don't think. I hope not. Yeah. Not in a rage like that. We've had customers who've gotten upset. Okay. But never. Nobody's ever come behind ooh, the counter, though. No. No one's That's ever good. come behind the counter that I know of. That's good. I had that happen to me at a restaurant one time. Really? Waiting tables. Somebody was mad about something that didn't even have anything to do with me, and they followed me back to the kitchen, and the chef looked at me like, fix it. What did you do? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know I what don't... to do here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of it. Sometimes people aren't, people are just upset. Mm-hmm. You know, people are just upset. They definitely get more upset when an order goes wrong. Right. But they, we haven't had anybody jump behind the counter. I certainly hope that never happens. Yeah, that's good. Good to know. Actually, that's pretty impressive with how many stores we have. Sure. That nothing like that has ever happened. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're going to end this with a bang. Okay. I do have a couple questions after this one, but this is going to be the last crazy one. Okay. My roommates want to know, has anyone ever pooped in a store? <laughs> 
Gracie, I just feel like your questions are going to get me in trouble. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yes. We're being real here. I know. Yes. Authentic. Yes. We, again, are are working with people and customers and things <laughs> happen. And I have worked in a store where an incident like that did occur. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, we have weird incidences where a stray dog may wander into a store. Right. You know, um, I've worked in stores where birds were flying in the store. So, yes. Yeah, it's just a big metal building right? full of people. You can just yeah. imagine all the things that are going to go on. Things happen. Things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's one of your best memories or customer interactions that you've had while working for Harps? One of the best memories. Well, have you ever met Deborah Haythorne? Mm-mm. Okay. Deborah is our baker trainer in our stores. She has probably the best laugh of any human being I know. And you can walk into a store and the minute you hear her laugh, you know she's in the building. And one of the greatest memories I have is, it was just here recently, one of our merchandisers, Erica, thought that Deborah would benefit from a new pair of Hoka tennis shoes. Oh, Hoka's are nice. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. That's all I wear. But Deborah may not spend that kind of money on herself. Yeah. She's a very giving person. And mm-hmm. sometimes when she gives, she doesn't give to herself first. Mm-hmm. She might choose to give to someone else first. And so Erica instigated this plan to give Deborah a pair of Hoka tennis shoes. And that was a happy moment for me. Like when we when we gifted her with the tennis shoes, something so very simple, but you know, just seeing the delight in her face and then hearing that laugh. Those are happy, happy times. There's been 26 years of happy moments, honestly, Mm -hmm. like just too many to even count. But it almost always involves our associates and seeing what a difference they can make in their customers' lives or even a fellow co-worker's life. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It really is cool to hear about stories where employees have banded together, either for each other or even for customers. Yeah. Um, There's so many. I really would like to do a full podcast episode just about things like that, where employees have driven customers home in the snow or just simple things like that. Yeah. And it's, you say that just right there. And even like this last snowstorm we had, um, I was out and about, probably shouldn't have been, but I was out and about and visiting stores and our large store in, in Fayetteville crossover was without power and I just wanted to go and check on them so Mm -hmm. I got there and you know 15 associates are there in the dark and they did an amazing job Mm -hmm. and two associates were ready to go home and they needed a ride home and I was happy to give them a ride home you know I mean I think a lot of times you may not necessarily want a stranger in your vehicle right but generally speaking like nobody at Harps is a stranger so we, we do band together. We just become one big group. And I think yeah. that's really amazing. It really is a family. It is. It started off family owned. And it's cool that that, that tradition has carried over. Yes. Even with the acquisition of hundreds of stores. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still, we maintain that, you know, family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I love that. For sure. Mm-hmm. So just to wrap up, what has been your favorite part about working with Harps? My favorite part of working at Harps is I get to go to cool places and meet cool people. And I really do mean that. (laughs) Um, My job is never the same. Every day is different. 
Some days I don't get to complete all of the to-do list or tasks that I set forth to accomplish, but every day I get to work with really great people and Mm -hmm. more times than not, I get to go to some really cool places. Well, thanks for hopping on to chat today, Heidi. The grocery industry is an awesome place to work, but it comes with its stories just like any other job. It's important for us to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly, and to be authentic in all that we do. If you're still here, thanks for listening to our shenanigans, and make sure to tune in next Friday, where we'll be speaking with the operator of the first robotic milking system in Oklahoma, Logan Courtney. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hometown Fresh channel and check the description below for more information and helpful resources related to this episode.